Yo, remember yo. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like <laughs> Yo, yo, my men and my women, don't forget about the day. This is not the most the king, yo. It's about a thing. Welcome to Brunch Culture. My name is Randall Keith and I'm joined by my co-host Ms. Lisa Victoria. Hey, what's up, y'all? So guys, here at Brunch Culture, we talk about everything. Everything here is up for discussion. So That's we're going right. to start off with our Week in Review. And Lisa, take the, take the lead. Um, this Week in Review, we had, um, sadly, there was a plane that crashed. Um, this plane's crash was caused, they suspect, by weather. The weather conditions were extremely bad. And it was Air Algeria 15, Flight 1517, and there was a loss of 100 and 16 people. Um, f- flight 5017, um, not 1517, but 5017, um, and 116 people were lost. Um, that is so sad. And I'm telling you, with these plane situations, it's making me not want to fly. I already struggle with flying because the whole time I'm trying to figure out how we stand up there. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Flying for me is actually not that bad. Like, I'm pretty cool with it. And I'm naturally not, you know, the person that likes to be in the highest no, places in the see, world. See, but like, I, I want—I just want somebody to dope me up. <laughs> like, just, just give me some medicine. Let me be woozy because when I every time I take a flight, I'm paranoid. I don't like heights. I just—I struggle the whole flight. I just tell myself that it's not real and I keep it moving. It's yeah. not real. I just say it's not real. I feel like I'm not really there when I look out the window. See, these people don't look. They, I can't see people. These everything looks super small. I just say this is not real life. It's not really happening. So I, you in the teleport? You being teleported? Look, I don't think about the logistics. I leave all my degrees to the side. I don't think about it. I just get up there and ride and get down. So what if what if they tell you in the mid flight that it's about to go down? <laughs> look, you, are you gonna going, are you gonna be like this ain't real? <laughs> I'm gonna immediately die. <laughs> That's it. I have a kill switch that's programmed. God placed the kill switch in me, and immediately, bloop, and it's over. That's that's how it's going. So work. when they say the plane going down, you just gonna die automatically. I, automatic death. That's that's how I've been wired. That's what we are gonna say. Okay. Well, I mean, I didn't know that was possible, but uh, you know, if you learn something new every day, you're learning things. You're learning things. All right. Well, thank you for educating me. <laughs> um, in other news, right, we have the Nicki Minaj album cover that has caused uh, a big uh, stir because it's pretty raunchy. Um, yeah, so um, Nicki Minaj, uh, she released the album cover to for her new single, Anaconda, and she released it. People started going crazy. People are saying, oh, she's desperate. She's thirsty. Publicity stunt. Um, it's actually a really nice photo. Um, but, you know, there's a, a, a lot of backlash for it in which she responded by tweeting out and posting to her Instagram pictures of the latest uh, edition of Sports Illustrated in which um, models are showing off their derrieres as well. And she basically says that there are 
unfair stereotypes and um it's basically she can't when she does it it's raunchy and tasteless and when other people do it people that are not african-american women it's very classy and it's angelic and so of course the Nicki minaj followers went crazy they start going in on the sports illustrated models i don't know i think I do think on her part it was a publicity stunt. Realistically, when is the last time you've actually held a CD or album cover in your hand? We're on digital music. Most people don't even think about digital art. We follow your social media if we want to look at pictures of you. So for you to release this prior to the single, honestly, it was a publicity stunt. You want people to the buzz to talk about it. You want people to listen to your album. I kind of feel like it was something that she wanted to happen. So, you know, all of the, the 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 back and forth and saying that, oh, you know, black women should be able to do it. And if white women can do it, black women can do it. I kind of feel like, you know, that's to try to make it seem like it's something that is not. Now, again, I agree that there may be some sort of stereotype that exists. But I just kind of feel like Nicki Minaj, you knew what you were doing. You knew people were going to start talking. That's what you wanted them to do. That's why you put it out there. Yeah, I think that uh, most celebrities try to create their own press and in 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 the entertainment world no publicity is bad publicity as long as you're getting recognition you're driving people to view your stuff to hear your music and yeah. that's that's what they do that's that's the nature of the business unfortunately and sadly i i don't like what it's doing and as a representation for young women and people who see her as a role model i don't think that anybody should view her as what? a role model <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I just I feel like this generation of of black women needs to have better representation in the media and I'm not taking away from her talent, but I'm just saying we already have an issue with people not wearing clothes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like you know what? She's in her lane. Her lane is entertainment and shock value. That's how she makes her living. Hey, keep doing it. I just, you know, I, I just feel like you can't be shocked when everybody has something to say about it. Um, but again, hey, check out our Twitter page. We will be tweeting it out. It's not a bad photo, though. You know, they actually they have a Google um, rendition of it. And I must say, it ain't bad. <laughs> I mean, but you're saying that as a male. It's art. <laughs> I would like her to cover up and be a better representation for women. But that's just me um, because I have standards. Um, she has a standard, too. It's a low one. <laughs> uh, well, she is actually getting pretty low on here, so <laughs> we can't disagree. <laughs> but uh, young women out there, try to put on some clothes. Leave some things for discretion. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. It's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of skin that's being revealed in the photo. Uh, but we want to move into um, something a little bit more serious. Our main topic, in light of the issues that happened and the um, the uproar with the whole Eric Garner thing. If you don't know, um, Eric Eric Garner was um, was killed. I would say murdered um, by uh, the police department. Um, and it was, he was suspected of, um, selling untaxed cigarettes. cigarettes. Correct. And, um, they decided, you know, they would not listen to everybody around that's, 
you know, obviously said he was not doing anything. Right. Um, and to take him in, and the officer actually grabbed him by um, around his neck and choked him. And yeah. they were saying, I guess they were doing this because they felt like he was resisting arrest. But mm-hmm. really, he was trying to really hold on for dear life. Right. Um, because he wasn't breathing. And you could hear him saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And they wouldn't let up. And so finally he died. And it, the video is really... It's, it's devastating to watch. Um, I couldn't even imagine being a family member watching that. Yeah. Um, but it's just devastating, and it just brings about a whole bunch of issues that um, that this stigma that black males have to deal with in our society. And, um, you know, it's just it's really heartbreaking because we've progressed, but in a lot of ways we have this stigma that that keeps us from moving to our potential as a, as a people, I think, um, because of these, these different stigmas. Um, what, what, what's your take on it, Randall? So I was actually really disturbed. Um, one of the things is I was kind of upset with myself because I got wind of this, um, after having been off social media and everything, I was away, um, from service with my cell phone. So I hadn't been on social media or read anything in the news and when I got back, I was so bothered that I missed it. And this is something that really bothered me. It was clear, unnecessary use of force. When you watch the video, the video, as you said, is extremely disturbing. Um, there's actually a second video that came out of a female released the video. She was standing inside the building that he, Eric Gardner was standing in front of. And she got it from that angle. And her angle... Is even worse to watch because you see the you see how they're still on him even after he is not responding. He stops talking. He starts to gag. Uh, people report accounts and reports from people that were there said his eyes rolled in the back of his head. He started to foam at the mouth. Clearly, you can see that the uh, EMT and the police officers were concerned, were bothered, they started to let up, they started to let go of him after he got to the point of being unconscious. It was clearly an unnecessary use of force, and they started off, the officers started off by putting him in the chokehold. That's how he started to to try to arrest him. When you look at the size of Eric Garner, uh, he's a pretty big guy, you know, um, he's pretty tall, he kind of, some to some degree, towered over the other two, the two officers that were there, mm-hmm. and when he approached him, he approached him from the standpoint of, I have to get you because you are so big, but the the whole chokehold thing, I, I later found out that this is something that had been outlawed, outlawed in, in the state of New York, I want to say in like 93 or something like that. So mm-hmm. this is not even a tactic that they're supposed to be using, but they're using this to tie this guy down. And everyone, all of the, the eyewitnesses, everyone in the area were saying that, hey, this guy just broke up a fight. He did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. They're constantly saying, the police officers are constantly saying, he sold an untaxed cigarette. He sold an untaxed cigarette. Hypothetically, let's just say he did. This is a nonviolent crime. Mm-hmm. In order for you to arrest him, you start to get physical and to get violence. And I think 
when when I start to think of what the reasons that he got there and the reasons that they allowed that to occur, it's because hey, they already feel that this guy is guilty, mm-hmm. and because of that, they feel like hey, you know, he's a big guy, so let's attack him in that way. And I just feel like the entire thing was unnecessary and is really disheartening. It's really sad to watch and to know that in 2014, this is still something that we have to deal with. We have to deal with a response like this. And then you have people that go on to say, oh, well, you know, it's because of his health that he died. They didn't kill him. He died of a heart attack. The coroner's report said that he died of a heart attack. But that heart attack was undeniably a result of the treatment that he was receiving when they were trying to arrest him. It was just completely unnecessary. Yeah, it it was definitely an unnecessary use of force. But it, it takes us to this this going back to when I was talking about at the beginning, this stigma that it's necessary to use this force on on black men mm-hmm. in in most cases. Mm-hmm. And it's just the it leads us to the general perception of black men. There's there's some things that I feel like the stigma, um, there's some things that black men are just naturally perceived, the way they're perceived is just like they're... We're a threat. Yeah. yeah. And so they're suggested to be criminals, violent, uneducated, lazy, fatherless. And the the last thing is that's the most, uh, I think, detrimental is guilty until proven innocent. Yes, and, most definitely. And in the legal system, you're innocent until proven guilty. But I think because of the stigma of black men, they're guilty until proven innocent. Correct. And, and that, that was definitely shown in the video. So when you watch the video, and if you guys haven't watched it, we will tweet out the links to a couple uh, different articles and sites that have the video so you can see for yourself. I will warn you as a precaution that it is a tough video to watch. Um, I, I watched it right before I, it was like one o'clock in the morning. I watched it before I was going to sleep. Wasn't the best idea in the world. I was pretty disturbed and couldn't sleep for a while. Um, but when you watch the video, uh, the very first video that came out, it starts off and you see, you hear the conversation. The officer is basically telling him that, um, he sold an untaxed cigarette. Eric Garner is saying, I didn't, I didn't. He starts to get upset because he's like, you guys bother me every day. Every day you're doing this to me. Every day you're singling me out and bothering me and I did nothing wrong. People around him are saying he did nothing wrong. Now, these are people that are inside the store. These are people that are walking on the street that just stood there. You have other people that are walking up. So I... I, to a degree, I can understand if the police officer was saying, well, it was him and maybe an accomplice that was trying to vouch for him. Well, there are multiple people saying this guy did nothing wrong. He broke up a fight. Eric Gardner says this ends today. This stops today. I, I read some other sites and people were saying that that statement alone is when Eric Gardner took it from a nonviolent situation to a violent situation because he basically gave them a a a indirect threat to say that I'm not going to allow you to do anything to me. Honestly, that's I, that's arguable, that's debatable, yeah, and I don't think he could have been saying this is going to end today, where he could have filed legal action exactly. against them. I mean, there's a whole gamut of things that he could have potentially exactly. been saying I want to do, um, but they just 
uh, went to violence because again, black men are perceived as a threat. As exactly. Criminals. And and they thought they they moved to arrest him and to do that because he was guilty. They felt automatically that he is guilty. The an, another thing is and just to be completely fair in our discussion, um, I think when we read some articles, some articles say that he is, um, that he is, they admit that, you know, he's a husband, he's a father of six children, people, he is that, but he is also, he has also um, served time, been arrested because of having sold cigarettes untaxed. So what they were saying, accusing him of this time, it's not too far from his prior history, but that is, again, just his prior history. Mm -hmm. So because this was something that he was guilty of at one point in time, even if it it were just a week ago, I'm, I'm not saying that it was a week ago, but I'm saying hypothetically, if it were a week ago, mm -hmm. he's still being punished for this now when these two officers are telling him he did it. He's saying, I did not do it. People around him that are recording video are saying, hey, he's not doing it. Hey, he just broke up a fight. Hey, he actually just stopped a problem from brewing. And you guys are basically pinning him with another problem. Mm -hmm. I just feel that in your arrest of him and in, in, in your response, to, your response to him and the way they did it, you guys felt that he was guilty. And so, and, and, He's guilty until proven innocent, but honestly, I would tr I would even go as far as to say guilty without being able to be proved innocent because mm -hmm. they gave him no they gave him no choice. There was no mini trial there. There were no hey let's let's ask the the the, the, the bystanders. Let's you know get some eyewitnesses. There was nothing. They knew it. They said it, and they immediately went in to arrest him and to treat him in that way. I think because of his size. I think because of the stigma. Um, that he is, that he can take a little, he can take a little more. They can get physical with him. That's what, that's why the response was there. Immediately he was put into a chokehold to be arrested. It became very violent and very physical immediately. And I just honestly don't think that had it not been someone that looked like him, and probably someone that was in that neighborhood that looked like him, he wouldn't have been treated that way, hands down. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just like you at that moment, the police felt like they were the ju the jury and the judge. Yeah. And they convicted him, and mm -hmm. and they served a sentence on him, which was death. Yeah. Um, in a sense, because I mean, he's not resisting arrest. He's trying. He's tr trying to gasp for <laughs> for. A, breath and hold on to his life right and so there has to be a way that i could arrest you without choking you exactly the saddest thing is though as he's on the ground and he's saying i can't breathe i can't breathe the guy is still administering the chokehold on him he is still he's on the ground he's at this point in time could you say he's resisting arrest perhaps because he is saying, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. The guy's arm is still yoked around his neck. He's still pulling him. And it becomes like, look, you, you, you aren't giving him a chance. You are not treating him like a person. This guy probably already knew, you know, I have asthma. Um, I may have heart problems. All of these things that ultimately led to his death, he could have been thinking in that moment, hey, you, you're choking me. I'm not able to breathe. You cannot 
do you can't treat me in this way but you're not even cognizant of that you don't even care about that because you are thinking in your mind you're guilty you're guilty you're guilty and it's just unfair and i think one of the things that you know we start to see as we as i read a bunch of different sites there are two major websites that uh, police officers or people that are involved in law enforcement comment on and, and the responses to those the responses that I read are actually really it's it's sad because everyone sees the 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 bad guy as being Eric Garner and this guy has lost his life mm -hmm. and so you know while I won't sit up here and say that every police officer every member of NYPD is bad or prejudice or out to get black men I don't think that that's a fair statement I think that we have to think with our, our our good conscious and equal minds and say to some degree this was not right this isn't wrong i don't care what side you're you stand on whether you you're in law enforcement or you you love law enforcement this just is not right and i think when we look at we start we start to think about the 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 interactions between the black community specifically black men and police officers it goes it takes me to this point of us having to have the talk about police officers. So and it's, it's something that's very I learned after the Trayvon Martin case that's very, very uh specific to black people in the black community. I remember being raised that when a police officer got behind my mom's car, we could we had to be very still. We couldn't make any sudden movements. We couldn't do anything. If she was pulled over, we had to be very quiet, keep our hands in our lap. Um, and I remember when I started to drive and start to do things on my own, my mom telling me, if you get pulled over by a police officer, you need to make sure that you say yes, yes, ma'am, or yes, sir. You make sure that you don't grab for, you don't reach for anything. You don't stick your hand in your pockets. If they tell you to get out of the car, the first thing you do is get out of your car and put your hand over your head, behind your head. Like, we have to go through this prep talk on how to deal with and talk to the police because of things like this, because mm -hmm. of this type of treatment. And it just shows that for generations on end, time after time, we are automatically seen as a threat, seen as a bad person, seen as someone that has done something wrong when clearly all we may have done was ran a traffic light, ran a, ran a stop sign, uh, not forgot to turn on our turn signal. But we have to have this certain way that in which we talk to police officers. And if we don't talk to police officers in a certain way, it gives them the right to treat us as if we are criminals. It gives them the right to use uh, aggressive force on us. And I think Eric Garner, as I watched the video, I realized he was not saying, yes, sir. He was not being, quote unquote, respectful to the police officer. He was not disrespecting them, but he was not positioning himself as if you are almighty and I have to submit and subdue myself to you. He was angry. He was frustrated. He was saying, I am tired of you guys bothering me. Mm -hmm. He wasn't, you know, swinging at them. He didn't make any idle threats. He simply said, I am tired of this. You guys do this to me all the time. And their response was, Let's use aggressive force because he's a threat. Mm -hmm. Not right. Yeah, and it's it's really tragic. And my prayers go out to his family. 
um, and his friends because, I mean, I couldn't imagine having this. And with a viral video like this, you have to relive this over and over again. Yeah. Um, so our prayers go out to um, your um, the family of Eric Gardner and the friends um, and just the community um, that um, we would have some kind of restoration between um, races because, I mean... We all live in the same nation together. Exactly. And um, we have to learn to live together in a way where we're not living together based on stereotypes, but we're actually building relationships and getting to know people. Right. And that's going to help heal us as a nation if we reach across the racial barriers and build those relationships so we can tear down those stigmas and tear down those prejudices. But it comes with building relationships um, and it's the hard work of building relationships because we don't want to be around people that are different from us. Yeah. Um, and I think whether you're black, white, blue, yellow, orange, green, whatever your race is, this story should hit home for you. This should be something that you want to follow. You want to do something about. You want to go sign a petition, make a petition, uh, write to an official, write to the to the mayor of New York, write to the head of the police, the NYPD. You want to get involved in this because this injustice, this type of treatment to someone that may not look like you can ultimately result in to that same type of treatment to someone that does look like you. And it can creep into your back door because you're giving people the okay and the right to treat someone like that. And they will take that little power and they'll take it to a whole nother level. So I just think no matter where you stand on this it's important to have that conversation. I think if you completely think that Eric Garner is right, I would disagree with you. But I think it's important for us to have this discussion. So talk to us. Hit us up. Chat B, Make sure you do t- hashtag chat BC. Let us know on Brunch Culture what you think about this. Let's get this conversation going. And let's come up with a solution to some realistic things that we can do to kind of better the, the relation the relations between our community, the black community, and um, the, the, the police force. Yeah. And with that being said, we want to go ahead today and get into our random topic. Today's random topic has to do with ratchetpeoplemeet.com. Um, it, it, I don't, it's not an s- actual site, but it's a parody that um, the dudes from, oh, you ratchet. Uh, you remember that song, YouTube yeah. Sensation? Um, came up with, and they decided to do this thing on Instagram, a Ratchet People Meet Instagram, and uh, yeah, it's like a parody of Black People Meet and E Harmony, and it was so funny because the funniest one I saw was a guy who said um, he took this girl to church from RatchetPeopleMeet.com, and she had never been to church before. <laughs> And she gave offering, and after offering was communion, and she thought she paid for a meal. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you I laughed off that thing for a good five minutes, that was so funny. But I just, I was like, dude, because it's like, you know people really act like this. Look, ratchetpeoplemeet.com, I hope this stays a parody. <laughs> We have enough with all these dating sites. You got eHarmony. You have BlackPeopleMeet.com. Um, you got Christian Singles. Chris, yeah, Christian, ChristianSingles.com. I've actually heard some things about BlackPeopleMeet.com 
some horror stories, some pretty funny stories. But ratchetpeoplemeet.com, that's a whole nother level. I don't want to see these profile pictures. I don't want to see these likes and things that we like to do. I, look, it's, I just envision this would be extremely ratchet. And dude from that parody video is hilarious. It's, it's look. His, he, the way he, he mocks people is funny. But when I tell you that one about the dude with the uh, lips, I mean with the communion, <laughs> I was like, he said she thought she paid for a meal. So what types of things, with if, if let's say ratchetpeoplemeet.com actually exists, what types of dates could you go on, on if you met somebody on ratchetpeoplemeet.com? I mean, I guess you could uh, think about it this way. If you meet somebody on the first Y'all could go to the grocery store together. Lisa, you're so ignorant. <laughs> you are so ignorant. <laughs> and use that food stamp card. It's called the get... gold card. I know someone that called it the gold card. I thought it was American flag. But it is the gold card because it's as good as gold. Because you See, let me tell you something. <laughs> this is my thing. Because they have... I used to work for the bank. And they had an option that you could get... a. Uh, they uh, a car with an American flag background, and people was getting them cards. I said, "Are you gonna go in that store like this? Cause you gonna get confused with who's proud that. to be an American." Yeah, but see, well, when you pull it out, me. <laughs> <laughs> when you pull it out and you get confused, I wouldn't do that. I, <laughs> I'm just saying, I I don't know. At least I don't got paper money no more. Monopoly. <laughs> um, but you know. I just if don't I'm glad this this is a parody. It was hilarious. Uh and if you ratchet, you know, just just not just try to be better. Look out for ratchetpeoplemeet.com if you ratchet. And so- I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's funny. Um uh, but our quote of the day comes from Dale Bronner and he says processing your private pain on social network is like building your bathroom on your roof. Mm. Let that marinate. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, don't 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 put your business on social media. But we thank you for tuning in to Brunch Culture, where everything is up for discussion, and we want you to check out check us out on social media, and you can see all of our social media links on our website at brunchculturebc.com. Remember to tune in next week, and at Brunch Culture, everything everything is up for discussion. discussion.